Hello, welcome back to the podcast, Weirdies. I am Steph Zakis, your master coach extraordinaire, sales expert, ADHD person, brand alchemist, mindset wizard, whatever the fuck you want to call me. I have a, another episode for you today, and I'm really excited because it's another guest episode, which is some of my favorite things to do. Today's guest, we're going to talk all about how to navigate conversations with clients as someone with ADHD and ASD with my friend, Mike. So I'm super excited. So before we jump into all of this, I want to do a real quick little reminder that the spots for the retreat are open until May 31st. I finally got a deadline on it from the excursion company. So if you've been thinking about coming, now is the time. If you're looking to make a change in the trajectory of your business in only three days, connect to the next level you aspire to be, and you're ready for a powerful and potent experience to get out of your own way and hit your next level, then this Iceland Adventure Retreat in July is for you. It's three days of next level elevation for yourself, for your brand, for your offers, for your packages, and for your sales. Again, tickets close on the 31st so I can give the super secret, awesome, super deep excursion a head count. And yeah, Feel free to email me if you have any questions. Oh, actually, one thing. You will end up the, the retreats with some real energy to make that fuck you money, which brings me to my guest. So my guest today is Mike Zawadzki. Mike is a friend of mine, and he's a badass photographer. And we were talking about making that fuck you money. And once creatives release this rigid idea of what they need to look like, or be like, and who their clients need to be in order for them to book at five figures, that's when the money starts coming. So we were having this conversation and we're like, come on my podcast. So no further ado, this is Mike. Hi, Mike. <laughs> hey, Steph. Thanks for having me on. I've really always resonated with what you share and I've always really wanted to have a further discussion with you about it. So I'm excited to be here today and it's going to be pretty varied and I think helpful for a lot of listeners conversation that we're going to have. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super stoked to have you too, because we haven't actually talked with our own like voices in what, like four or five years, something like that. Cool. End of 2019. Yeah. yeah, it's been a minute. So I'm super, super stoked. And I'm really excited for everyone listening right now too, to hear Mike, because he's another legend in the industry. He's been doing this for over 10 years. Uh, which if you know anything about business statistics, uh, that is not very common. So I'm really excited to have Mike on here and share his over 10 years of experience, uh, share what he likes to do. Uh, yeah. So one thing that I really love about Mike is he has this personal philosophy that just to reject the status quo. And I think that is perfect <laughs> and right in line with everything that we're going to talk about today. So Mike, if you want to tell me a little bit more about that. So did it come to you in a journey or have you always been the type of person to just reject the status quo? I hear the term a lot when people are, and thank you for all of that. I'm not good at your compliments and stuff, but thank <laughs> you so much. I appreciate it. And yeah, a lot of respect for you. And I think that's why we're here because we're both serious people who aren't bullshitters and, and bluffers and stuff. For me, in business, a lot of terms like disruptor or it's become a cliche, like entrepreneurs should be disruptors, but I guess it's true. Like yeah. 
ever since a young age, I, I wasn't like super rebel kid who got in a lot of trouble, maybe a little bit when I was older, but it was more so from a business standpoint. And actually, I didn't start to think about things uh, this way until I got a little bit older. And I started to see, for example, one, one thing I even tell clients on calls is seven, eight years ago, I started to see that the light and airy and style me pretty type of aesthetic was getting super popular and like seemingly everybody who was doing well and projecting at least that they're making a lot of money was yeah. <laughs> doing that style. So I said, am I going to, should I like try and do this? I don't know. And then I said, you know what? No, I, I can't because, and, and look, I'm not the authority on what's art or what's good or not. Everybody has their own taste and stuff. But for me, I guess it's exactly that. I felt like I might as well have been working at like JC Penney or taking school pictures at the mall or something if I'm going to just sell out and do a style that I don't like. So mm -hmm. I've always in, in that sense. And, and I guess even when I was learning photography in school, I always wanted to try and do I guess my the rebellious side has always come out in art. I've always wanted to try and do quote unquote the wrong thing or the, the opposite yeah. of you. So it's at first it was a little bit difficult, but uh, it's actually worked out quite well. And um, we've built up a really fun brand that's based on uh, people who don't take weddings too seriously, but still uh, want some of the traditional moments and honoring their families and that sort of thing to be mm -hmm. paid attention to too. So it's not me just running around and being creative all day, but that's a strong element of it. And honestly, this year, especially so far with the copywriting we've had done and the kind of uh, training I've had in sales, and that's what it's taken mm -hmm. to this all come naturally to me. It's a lot of yeah. training too. So that yeah. it's all coming together this year after yeah. all these, and the people we're working with are just like, they, some of them have anxiety. Some of them probably have or somewhere on the ASD spectrum like me and they a lot of them definitely have ADHD and friends <laughs> we always say it's a fl we flock together naturally yeah. with each other I think that's starting to happen with my clients I'm certainly not you know labeling anybody or anything but I think that we all sometimes know when we're in each other's company yeah, and, uh, definitely. Uh, people like us feel comfortable some of the times in those kind of situations that can be very anxiety inducing and yeah. stressful like a wedding to be with yeah. someone who gets it I've had uh, email conversations with couples actually that or brides that have said hey I because I've been open with them when I sensed it in their emails that hey yeah. I, I have anxiety too and I know where you're coming from and we've talked about it and they've said they've really appreciated that so, yeah going against uh, the grain in that sense oh don't tell clients about your problems yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah that's something that I always talk about too like when it comes to branding and when it comes to finding success in business I feel like a lot of people try to feel like they need to fit into this like very right. concise image of what they think a business person should be, what they think their client should be, what they think a good business looks like, right? And so the magic happens when you're able to actually just be yourself and yes. present yourself. And I yes. actually had a conversation uh, earlier today with one of my private clients and we were talking about sales and we were talking about some of her process and all this stuff. And she was like getting in her head a lot, right? About the whole, like, I need to close the deal and, you know, all these things. I was like, hold up, wait a minute. Sales is just talking to another human. You are just talking to other people, serving other people. It's just human to human, right? So I love that you are doing that because that is really honestly when all of the, as you said, like for this year and everything starts coming together, it's when you're authentic, they're authentic, and you can just connect with one another. Yeah. 
Yeah. And again, that's why I, I really tend to gravitate myself towards fostering friendships and relationships, even in industry with people like you and some other educators. I don't know if it's okay to name other people on your yeah, screen. So. Yeah. I okay. So one of my good friends, Esteban Gill, is, um, mm -hmm, yeah. has a lot of the same philosophies of treating people the right way and yeah. can teach you specific things here and there. But at the bottom, the core of it is to be yourself, to be authentic. Yeah, and, exactly. And there's so much education out there that doesn't teach it that way. Mm -hmm. I really, and, and unfortunately, some of the biggest of big names in, in a lot of things end up just, I think, not really hitting home to, again, people like us who exactly. have... ADHD and, and ASD and mm -hmm. because for me honestly one of the things that that I learned was that in order to make people feel more comfortable on the day of a wedding I had to talk to them a little bit at first and not just show up and start like click yeah click. <laughs> and believe it or not Stephanie it's so even I feel safe here and for the people to be listening to this but yeah. I actually wrote down like questions what are you looking forward to most today and I had to train myself yeah to, do that and now it comes more naturally and i actually am proud of myself and feel good when i do it but i don't think that i think that a lot of education out there that is intimidating and tells you have to be a certain way and stuff it's yeah. it's a non-starter for people like us yeah. so i'm trying to try and help and reach out to, to folks like us so i can tell you that it's possible and that you don't have to force yourself to be somebody who you aren't but there's certain tools we can use to just feel more comfortable around other yeah. people that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually what stemmed the whole conversation of you coming on here, right? Because we were talking about, I made a post on my Facebook about, I- You made a post? I, what? <laughs> my like ADHD, I'm always like, thought post. And I'm like, chill out. <laughs> but whatever, I don't care. You can just profile <laughs> if you want, but- I made this post because I was, I don't remember how it happened, but I came across some education and it was very much, I will teach you how to change yourself so you can charge a lot of money. <laughs> and I was like, no, like that is like the complete opposite of like how this works, how you'll feel fulfillment, how you'll actually be happy with what you're doing. And so I really if do I agree with there isn't a lot out there of people that are just like, be your fucking self, which is why everything that I teach and everything, I'm just like, be yourself. <laughs> That's where the if, magic happens. <laughs> listen, if I wanted to uh, change myself, who I am to make a lot of money, I would have paid attention in school better. Like exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So uh, yeah, I totally hear what you're saying there. So what are some things that you said something that I think is really interesting when you were talking about how you write down now you don't have to anymore, but when you were writing down some questions to get more comfortable and to foster that connection, that was a really good tool for you. Do you have any other tools that anybody that's on the spectrum or neurodivergent or has anxiety or anything that maybe they feel a little bit fish out of water in the business world that has really helped you that you've done? Yeah. When it comes to having help on jobs i've found at weddings that having an assistant helps lower my anxiety because sure i'm not making quite as much money because i'm paying someone to come help in addition to the second photographer but it allows me to do uh, more of the focusing on connecting and, and being present and stuff and because i'm admittedly not great with time management and, and if i'm having to worry constantly oh the timeline this or that and where's my bag and Oh no, the, uh, someone has to go get like the bridesmaid in the bathroom or the mm -hmm. parent over there. It's 
having an assistant really allows me to fully flex my creative and personal yeah. muscle. Right. To work, so, your, work your strengths, right? They hired you for your art. They didn't hire you for you running around <laughs> and to grab people, you know? Yeah. And those kind of situations are the ones that make, at least me, with what goes on. I can, I guess my friend Kelsey and I call it the, the ADHD spins where it's like, yeah. she sent me a video once of her. She went to pick up a package that she, and it was from her ring camera, but then there was another package somewhere else and she couldn't decide which one and she just twirled like three times <laughs> yeah there's so many ways to extrapolate that spin out to things we do out trying to leave the house i'm yes. making shapes into the rooms and yes. so that can happen at a wedding having yes. this and goes a long way yeah anxiety yeah yeah it helps you get out of i call it buffer mode <laughs> that's like when you're buffering right <laughs> and when like our that's brains are like <laughs> yeah and buffer is also spinning right yeah exactly <laughs> it's like buffering and loading of yeah. what is the decision that i need to make yes. so, control um, all delete. yeah exactly i love that that's so great i think that this is something that actually i also have in my in my business i my assistant she does things that like quote unquote normal brains whatever you want to call it like conventional brains neurotypical yeah, it might right. be fine for that but i'm like i don't want to spend because the thing is if you're listening and aren't neurodivergent which maybe would happen i don't know but if you aren't our brains are constantly moving all the time and it's a lot of energy and it is a lot of time even to try to wrangle it and control it and move it, move your thoughts where you want them to move, right? So being able to hire somebody that's okay for them and they can take care of a lot of that. They can take care of the things that make you buffer. They can take care of the things that like making a decision is just stressful sometimes <laughs> that if yes. they can do it, then you don't need to. And then again, you can play to your strengths, which I think everybody as a business owner should really focus on and this if you're new to business this is something that you usually work your way into right yeah. so like whenever i have clients that are quite new i would say like sub three years and they're trying to think of all these things that they need to do i actually start them on a list like early i'm like make a list of the things that you don't like to do <laughs> so we can make your sops so we can then pass it off like the very first chance that we get yes yeah is there yeah, Oh, I've actually hired someone full time to she's working right now editing while we're talking. So that's yes. a whole different conversation we could have in the future, maybe about why yeah. that's such an important thing. But as far as other things that help for me and look, I'm not a doctor, so and I can't tell anyone what they should or shouldn't do, obviously. But I finally accepted the advice of my psychiatrist and therapist that, who'd recommended for years that maybe I need something else in addition to my ADHD medications was willing to try the anti-anxiety medication and to take it twice a day. And it yeah. just helps me slow down. And especially when I'm feeling upset, which is a big trigger for me to really spiral and, and obviously on a job lose any ability to really stay creative or focused and stuff. Yeah. Even in my personal or business life, it's not good to be reactive and not in control of your emotions. So being w willing to try that was a big step for me. And, and, you know, if you're not even there yet, being willing to talk to somebody about how you're feeling and what's uncomfortable and what's mm -hmm. hard. For you. It's something I, of course, I speak so op openly about it because it's something I've been doing for years is seeking help and therapy and, and stuff. Yeah. But for, but if you're not, there's no, you know, 
to both things. This medication that I'm on now is as, as common as like blood pressure pressure medication these yeah. days. Not, but I was ashamed up until mm. even a couple months ago. So what else is wrong with me? So I, yeah. I think that there's space to be kind to yourself and see seeking help, whether again, whether it's medication or even if you're not, you don't need medication, maybe you just need to talk to somebody to, mm -hmm. to seek professional that it's that can help a lot and that there's nothing yeah. wrong with doing it. We live in a very uh, fast paced world. Yeah. You know, you're in Iceland <laughs> and a busy destination and I'm here yeah. in New York, which is a super, it's a very fast paced, busy yeah. world. As oh, someone yeah. who runs your own business, there's even more stress that comes with it. So it's really actually really just helpful being willing to, to talk to somebody about those things. Who's a professional. Yeah. Really yeah. helped me because I was stuck for years. I remember I was photographing a wedding in Florida once and. Oh and yeah. Just, We're at, I used to live uh, there. Yeah. Me too. For a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. I was in, I think this was near Sarasota and mm -hmm. I was the second that day. It was very much earlier in my career and I'm in the car with the lead and, and she says to me, what, what's wrong? Why are you coughing? Cause back then mm -hmm. um, my anxiety and that was back before i'd stopped drinking too has really manifested itself through yeah. physical things like coughing sweating that mm -hmm. sort of thing and yep. she goes you've been doing this for i for at that point it had been i had been photographing weddings for five or six years she goes i've been yeah. doing this for years like what and you're just the second what are you nervous about and yeah, yeah. Uh, at that point in my life i had not sought out any therapy or medication mm -hmm. for anything and i was just bare knuckling it through those kind of situations. So I know how hard it is to be there, but there is, even if you've not found the right person yet, there's, there is the right therapist for everybody out yeah. there somewhere. There is help and you don't have to go through life bare knuckling it like that. Cause it's, yeah. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that actually brings me to a really, I wanted to say interesting. It's not interesting, but something that I see a lot in the business space when people are wanting to be successful and grow their business and make the money and like all those like tropes that are constantly right. literally fed to you from the minute that you're like, I want to start a business. Yeah. It, which it really is tied to the whole reason why we're here is I feel like there's this, this perfect business person mold that like you're supposed mm. to fit in when you get into business where it's like, there's a stigma, right? Where it's like, you have to always be happy and always be perfect and never drop the ball. And you have to respond within five minutes and all of these like things that people get told yes. that they have to become this thing. So when inevitably you're not this thing, which newsflash, most people aren't, whether you're neuro neurodivergent or not, you have this shame and stigma attached to it, right? Because you think, right. oh, I'm not this thing. So that means I'm failing. I'm or, failing. I was just about to yeah, say that. Exactly. So, it, I actually have an interesting take on all that. Yeah, My I'd love to hear it. Is from the perspective of someone who's who doesn't drink and has been through different recovery programs. And I'm very open about all, all that too. But one of the interesting slogans I learned, and some of them are cheesy and some of them or whatever, but it was take what you need and leave the rest. And what yeah. I learned from that was that all these people are super successful and wake up at 5 a.m. and inject <laughs> black coffee into Poor their God. neck and get on the Peloton. And that's right. never going to be me. <laughs> but they might be on to something. So maybe I'll go to bed a little bit earlier than 5 a.m. I started yeah. going to bed midnight now. So 
I try and look at these examples of people doing these things. I'm like, how, what's the lesson to take out of this? Not that I, cause I'm never going to be that. I'm never yeah. going to be, I accept, it's like a self-actualization, like a self-acceptance. Radical thing. acceptance where you're just oh. like, this is me, period. <laughs> like, I'm not going to try to move right. into something. It's like this idea of radical acceptance of you understand your limitations, who you are, what you enjoy, and you don't try to do anything outside of that. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I still try and see what is, what are they, what is, what are they doing that's working? And is there something sure. I can, a way I can apply that in my own life? And I think that's from any education, whether it's, I tell people who come to my workshops and stuff, the same thing. It's sometimes don't do what I say, or just yeah. if it doesn't fit the fit for you, don't do it then. So that's why yeah, I'm exactly. very much against those kind of, I, I see it as like the CrossFit of the business. Yeah. It looks like yes. hardcore, like you must. And yeah. because that's the thing too, that's the thing with my anxiety and it, it, everything's tied together. It's funny because I, I, before I started taking this medication and then shortly after it, it started working quite well quickly. So I wrote down a list of things that I could have done to, instead of take medication. And if I did them perfectly, I probably wouldn't need to. And that was if I went to therapy, at least I went once a week. I went to some 12 step meeting once or twice a week, exercised every morning, read my books at night, meditated. If I did like this list of five or six things perfectly every day, yeah. sure, I probably would be like more calm and stuff, but I'm never going to do that. I can't yeah. do that today. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, the anxiety causes me to skip a lot of those things. Now that course, I'm on the medication yeah. and more calm, I've been actually tapping into some more of that stuff and reading and. Awesome. Doing all those things be, and go, or just like stepping out of work early, go to the dog park. And it's one of my favorite things to do now, but I'm more able to do those things because I'm less anxious, but I, but it's the same thing. I realized, okay, great. I never going to do all that perfectly. So why not get a little bit more help? So I think starting to reframe how we look at that, those sort of things and not even getting caught up in the desire to be that is yeah. important. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Great yeah, not getting caught up in the desire. That is something that I see all the time <laughs> with my clients because it's when you are in business, you inevitably are going to be surrounded by other people's businesses, which means you're going to be then surrounded by other people's ads. And that means you're going to be surrounded by other people's messaging. And I right. see a lot that people get caught up in these different messages that they see or this 5 a.m. thing of I need to wake up early. And if I don't do that and I don't do four hours of things before the sun rises, then I'm just not going to be able to like be productive. Right. And they just like, yeah, feed in like these messages just feed into them. And then they think that like they have to desire to be this. Right. And this is one right. of the things that whenever uh, I'm working with my clients, Whenever I start to hear them telling me like I should do this or I should be getting up early or I should be, you know, insert whatever, I'm always like, says who? <laughs> Compared to what? Because I know that they have this desire now to be this thing that they're just like not going to do. <laughs> so I really do love that. I have a question for you. Yes. So we were talking about initially talking about some of the ways that you navigate conversations with some of your yeah. clients. I would love to tap into that because I think that the whole takeaway, if, if for anybody listening, really the purpose of us getting on here originally, I love where it's gone, was that we were talking about how 
being yourself and presenting as yourself and radical self-acceptance of you are who you are will inevitably attract people that are like you because that's just how it works, like attracts, right? So I'm assuming you probably have a lot of clients that are quite like you. So what are some ways that you navigate some of these conversations for if things aren't going perfect or if there's like anything, like how have you found a way to navigate your client experience while having, you know, ADHD and uh, ASC? Sure. I've found that there's a lot to go come at here, but <laughs> really the bit, and first I want to admit something that will help. I think anyone listening who might be nervous about this or struggling with this is that sometimes I still fuck up. I will, yeah. if I'm realized, like, if you want to get into what like Sam talks about with buyer types and all that stuff. And if I'm talking to someone who's an analyzer and that like an opposite of how most of my couples are and how mm-hmm. I approach conversations. Sometimes, yes, I will still screw up and I will just ramble and be like, oh, wow, I, yep, I blew this one. And sometimes they still hire me because they just yeah. found it charming in a way or something. But still, sometimes yeah. it's like I'm avoiding well, this is... man fit then if I don't. Yeah. I just wanted to lead with that. So even yeah. training and stuff, sometimes you still, yeah. we still lose ourselves and ramble, right? Yeah, I would love to actually talk on that real quick. So sure. there is, this is a, Uh, something that I see across the board with everybody that I work with, whether it's my group program, whether it's private coaching, doesn't matter. Everyone has this fear of fucking up and everyone has this fear of being perfect and having the perfect strategy and the perfect, like what you said with the buyer types, right? If they don't like fully understand like who this buyer type is and what they need to hear to move forward and what they need to see to move forward, then, oh my God, I've fucking lost it. But they just like freak out. And I just want to say, that it's literally impossible. It is a part of business to not get it right. And you won't always get it right. Exactly. And also too, they're humans, right? They aren't a buyer type that fits into this nice little box, right? Like I also teach on buyer types and sales psychology and all this stuff. But the thing is, it's not a perfect mold that anyone fits in because they're also right. So you can't even fully know. So I just wanted to say that because I see this a lot where people think that they have to like do these very specific steps, very specific, perfectly. And if they don't, then they're going to mess up and accept, first of all, that you will mess up because business is just a series of things and you will never be able to get it right. But understanding how to clean it up afterwards. And so with that being said, what are some of the ways that when you are like, oh, I totally fucked that up, (laughs) that either for you, for your own internalness, internal thoughts, internal feelings, and also external for your client? What are some ways that you do deal with that? And and that's what I just wanted to say when I said, oh, it's like, it's baseball, basically, because you could, it's like having a tool, knowing those things about buyer type. It's a tool, like you could have- Um, like in baseball, if you know what pitch is coming, you're still probably going to not get a hit most of the time, even if you have all the tools and everything. <laughs> yeah. It's not your fault. It's not always going to be the right situation and stuff. So don't, again, don't, if you're trying those methods or, or whatever, and you're not, so don't be hard. It's because even when you do it right, it's not, in fact, different conversation. If you're getting too many lead bookings, you probably need to raise your prices, et cetera. Yeah. But <laughs> for me, it's really just having a slowdown. Slowing down is what helps me do everything, right? So if I have some questions loaded up that I want to, and I'll even notice over time, sometimes I'll get into a groove of, I've been, I want to change up. Maybe I'm asking this question too long-winded or 
maybe I need to do some more circling back to, to repeating what they said earlier to focus back on, make it more about them again. Cause that's something I struggle with is, is yes. again, going on tangents and rambling about. So focusing back on them, asking them a question or asking them to talk more about mm-hmm. something or, or tell me uh, what, how does, what does that mean to you? Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So I'm doing really well when I'm asking those kind of questions. And, and then for myself, it's really just when I have Gracie take the notes to my assistant, my full-time assistant, it also helps because then I can really focus on the questions. But I will say this too, and this might, this goes against conventional wisdom. I Then I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. I've booked some of my best weddings ever, walking around, playing at the dog park, cooking something, laying yeah. in bed sitting here on my computers where I do most of them because they're during the day when we're working. But of course I get whatever bookings from that too, but it doesn't, sometimes I need to not be in the office and I'm okay. And I guess this comes from a place of success and privilege of it. But if I blow a a call and I'm out doing something like that, then it's okay. I can't be perfect. I can't make my life sitting here with a pen and paper. So having her take the nose helps on the calls. And I can't just always be, in this like frigid in fact i'll admit in january i went over 15 once like i've 15 calls in a row and i didn't book and that's like mm-hmm. unheard of before even before i had sales training yeah that, that was a hard time for me and i had just hired gracie too so i was like her first 15 calls were <laughs> and i'm like i promise i know how to do yeah. this yeah so that was hard so then i was like no and that every single one was sitting here and taking notes and trying mm-hmm. to set a good example for her and stuff. And it was eventually I was like, I can't, I got to just go do back to do what I was doing. And that's yeah. sometimes literally sitting in bed with the covers pulled up to like my neck yeah, and, and I have my AirPods in and I'm just talking and that's Absolutely. something. So I know that go probably goes against all discipline and conventional. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. And it really is really true. I'm comfortable. Yeah. So sales, For anybody listening, sales happens when you feel comfortable and the client feels comfortable, okay? Sales is just a conversation, right? So when you can get into rapport and get into flow, they trust you. Money comes when they trust you. So if you are not comfortable, their subconscious, their unconscious mind will pick up on that. (laughs) And they they don't know why, right? They won't be able to know what's happening. So yes, have sales calls, however it makes you feel comfortable. That's the whole like purpose of this conversation, purpose of my, literally my existence as a coach. Create your business in a way that works for your life and not the other way around. And there is no one way, like just like you, I've booked it clients like yeah sitting on the couch i'm i know y'all can't see me right now but i'm always in a hoodie and i never have real pants on i'm like always it doesn't matter right like i i do the same thing i often too (laughs) this little out here but i'll lay on the couch like this and then i'll put my phone just right here and i (laughs) just have my laptop like this and i'm like selling like a twenty thousand dollar package yeah it's it's great i've uh i love it exactly exactly so i love this if you had three takeaways for people listening if they are like i am not conventional i am sick of the rigidness and i really want to just figure out how to make this all work for me so I'm happy and my clients are happy. What would be your three takeaways for the listeners right now? One would be to just try to find ways to slow down 
mm. how you think. And that's sometimes writing things down. It's I've seen these debates in Facebook groups, which are so stupid. about oh my. <laughs> if, if you write down questions before a call, that's using a script. And I don't oh, use a script because no. I connect with my clients and I just talk for, from my heart. Well, okay, good for you. Go Anyone ahead. that says that kind of shit, I immediately, yeah, I'm just like hard pass. <laughs> like Writing things down, because again, that's bad information out there. And yeah. oh, if you're writing things down, it means you're scripted and not sincere. That's not true for people yeah. like us. It helps us slow down. Yeah. Like exactly. Notes. This, yeah, this is written on absolutely. the back of the warranty book for a hard drive or something. Yeah. Um, just because that's what I had in front of me. But yes, writing stuff yeah. down helps you slow down. Even Especially, for... we have short-term memory problems. So yeah. So No, I know. <laughs> yeah. So anybody that says that shit clearly is not neurodivergent, right? Right. So it's so helpful to write stuff down because, again, sales comes from trust. And if you let them speak then it happens, right? Yeah. So being able to write something down gives you the chance to listen to them instead of worrying about remembering something. And then you right. don't listen to what they're saying. So yes, awesome. planning, right? So going in, even if it's just, it's not a script. If you have five or six questions written down, they're going to help you stay on topic and not ramble. There's yeah. so going or same thing, even going into the wedding day, right? Put it in. I, I really like to use the notes app on my iPhone for writing mm -hmm. down my thoughts or random things. So I have like notes on my phone for questions. Again, questions that I don't use it anymore because I'm used to it now, but questions to ask at getting ready to help people feel comfortable. Like that yeah. sort of thing. I love it. Photographers do that for posing too, right? Just like that. There's ways that you can prepare yourself for Absolutely. it and you'll feel better. And then once you get the repetition in, it starts to become more natural and you, and you actually will feel really proud of yourself too it's a nice feeling i love that i love but that yes slowing down number two would be the acceptance like we talked yeah. about accepting who you are and, and and rejecting the desire to even want to be the next photographer who becomes pinterest influencer business book writer yeah <laughs> giant whitened teeth smile and like yeah. just um, that's never going to be me. And yeah. I don't, any, am I, so thinking about that acceptance, what's your definition of success? Do your behaviors align with what your goal is mm. too? That's a whole nother conversation. I but, love that. But I think it's part of acceptance, right? <laughs> it is a hundred percent. And this is actually not to just promo my stuff all the time, but I'm literally doing this at the retreat. This is oh, cool. literally the process I take people through. Because you can't know where you're going if you don't know where you're going. Part of that is really understanding who you are, what you think success is, what your actual life's desires are. Not right? what Facebook says it is. Exactly. And once you sort that out, then you can know what actions to take, which is just behaviors, right? So yeah, absolutely. You can't fake that. Because <laughs> once you, if you do and you manage to fake it all the way through, once you get there, you're going to not be happy. <laughs> so true. Gonna, and not going to be good. You can change too. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh no, that's me. Because I'll admit back in 2016, I actually got like physically and emotionally upset because a post that I had made and looks like film missed getting a thousand likes by 10 yeah. likes or something. That's I hate to even verbalize that live to you because that's so pathetic of me. To... It's not pathetic. It's okay. No, but my <laughs> point is. 
I've cried into cheese before. I'm eating cheese. I'm like, life is a job, right? It's fine. But again, just even six, seven years later, that is totally not even something I would even ever remotely even care about. It is possible to accept who you are. You don't have to fit into what Facebook says. It's okay to cry into cheese too. I I, I get it. Cry into cheese. Identify with that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not cheese, but like something like it. Yes. Amazing. Yes. I love (laughs) that. (laughs) But yes, acceptance and just really along all those lines, uh, realizing that you're good enough how you are. You just need to really, if it's funny, it's a paradox. You almost need to tap into it more. Oh, yeah. 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 And that takes a lot of trust. And that's fear and fixed mindset versus growth. So that's, again, a whole nother thing. But but that whole mindset of fear and everything aligns with, oh, no, I have to be someone else or, or I'm too afraid. And it's some of these things aren't even like Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not like literal self-dialogue or anything, but it's again, actions that you're taking or values that you think you, you have. Uh, so it's a lot of change and it can be scary, but yeah. it's, it's okay to be yourself. And it's probably even better to be even more of yourself. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. That's why I always say the money is in your weird. The more you are, the more you will connect with your people. And then the higher you can raise your prices because that's just how it works. So, yes. What's the third? And just to affirm that what you just said, one of my highest value bookings ever was a wedding I did this past February, where with the bride and groom, I was in the uh, suite with them before the ceremony. We were taking boomerangs of us seeing how many hot dogs we could shove in our mouths together <laughs> and amazing i took direct flash pictures of her with a, a beer bottle on a, a broken exercise bike in the basement and stuff and it's amazing weird and that's the again with that conversation weird creative fun people will spend money it's yes. not yes yeah that's so. the thing that's what we originally set out to talk right to people, but i love I love this sweat, but yeah. Same, me too. If, if you're listening, this is the thing when me and Mike have been talking about this rigid idea of who you need to be and who your people need to be in order if your goal is to make more money and that's it, right? That it's not true at all. People will spend money on things that they care about. Forever in existence, it has happened. Forever it will keep happening, right? You don't have to look a certain way. The wedding doesn't have to be a certain way. They don't have to wear any specific clothing. You don't have to be luxury lifestyle in order for to have five-figure bookings. Like, it's just not true. People that shove hot dogs in their mouths will also pay really awesome money because you are giving them an exceptional service and you are giving them you, which is that's it right there. You're giving them mics and that is what they're having fun. Yeah, exactly. And my third thing would be that kind of slogan I mentioned before, take what you need, leave the rest and apply that to everything. Again, when we talked about therapy and stuff before, maybe your therapist said something that you don't agree with or that whatever, take the good parts, leave that, maybe find someone new. Again, any kind of education you've gotten, whether it's photography, business, if if you really disagree with something and you don't think it's right for your business, take the good parts, leave that part. Yeah. You don't have to, not everything has to be so starkly black and white. Like you don't have yes. to, we live in this society again with all these influencers and 
CrossFit and programs and lifestyles. And this sort of <laughs> yeah. Where you're buying in all the way. You got to do this. And that's, if you're serious about it, you're going all the way. And, and, and that's not true for people, especially people like us, because we'll yeah. burn fuck out doing that yes. and, and be miserable <laughs> and never really exactly. get there anyway. So exactly taking the little tidbits of good advice, because there's lots of good advice out yeah. there in the business books and courses and stuff, but you don't have to buy in you. And again, it all goes back to, like you said, being true to yourself. You mm. take what works for you yeah. and you don't get stuck on it. Like you buy, I've seen people get so caught up on the at different workshops and things about needing the tutorial for thing or the instructions. And I, and I yeah. appreciate that from a certain yeah. perspective, but at the same time, it's like you are in the tutorial because you're here. Yes. So just <laughs> yeah. Or so. Yeah, uh, no, I get that. In my group yeah. program, I'm always like, so this is the base. Now mold it how you need to mold it, right? right? Exactly. And like my whole life has been that, right? Because my brain doesn't work like the world says it's supposed to work. So I will take something and if I'm like, I like this. And then my very first question, because I ask myself questions all day long. I'm always yes. like, <laughs> all day long. I'm just like constantly asking myself questions. If I see something that I like, I immediately just go, how does that need to work for me? And then I figure it out, right? I'm like, okay, that can work for me if I do this. Cool. <laughs> Let me try that. And then it's a lot of trial and error too for a lot of stuff. It's just, oh, that one didn't quite work. Let me try it a slightly different way. So yeah, I like the no, no strict, like it has to be this one way. <laughs> and yeah, that I guess along those lines too, can I mention a fourth thing? Yeah. Of course. Thank you. <laughs> um, the fourth thing would be that it's okay to seek help. And I mean that across the board for your business. Find an educator that just like yeah. you tell your clients, find a photographer that you resonate with and get along with. Find an educator 100%. who's on your wavelength. If you sound like someone like us, then that's great. If you're yeah, exactly. typical and need like a 30-page instruction manual on how yeah. to work. Go up to the workshop, then maybe yeah. someone else <laughs> exactly. better. But finding the yeah. find the right help for your business, find the right if you need to find a therapist. Find it's okay. It's okay to yeah. find help. So much of this stuff that I've had to get good at. It's not that I've changed myself, which is certain like basic life skills like conversation that yeah. I had to practice. That so finding a help is there's there's nothing wrong with it. We're not we're human beings. We're not going to be expert. I, I'll never forget with a perfect example. Is this? I was really young. This was back in like 2007. I was uh, I just started working with medium format film at mm -hmm. school, and I developed a roll of black and white film and put it through all the chemicals and took it out and held it up against the light, and it was completely blank. And I <laughs> threw the reel in the garbage and was like all oh. dramatic. And the darkroom assistant at the time, her name's Dana, and she actually just she lives in Naples now. And when I was just in Italy, I saw her for the first time in 18 years. It was great to see her, but she because she left me with this. She said. So well, why are you here then? What are you doing here? Like, you're, you're supposed to know everything and yeah. just, just, you shouldn't be in school if you're like, you're the ex expert film photographer. I love that. Like, she was, why are you here? Again, like you said, it's okay to fuck up. It's okay yeah. to fail. Even it's funny when people, I've talked to Esteban about this. It's so funny when people approach you a certain way and talk to you and, or someone told me once, oh, I drove seven hours here to see your talk. And I appreciate that. I love it. But at the same time, it's like, I wish you knew how unserious of a person. Yeah. I, like. <laughs> How every wedding I photograph is not going to be like the poster of the yeah. best off camera flash ever. Sometimes I'm struggling and just trying to get the basics done too, just like everybody yeah, does the I same thing that. too. It's even people who you think are amazing. Well, are human beings. We're humans. Yeah. We up, so don't be afraid. Oh, yeah. 
up and don't be, there's literally nothing in your life that you could seek out help from a professional from that I think would be a bad idea if you yeah, can afford it. Seek the help. Absolutely. Because you know? we aren't born knowing how to run a business. Right. <laughs> and we also aren't born knowing how to, like, we aren't equipped with the tools of how to handle our own emotions, how to handle our own thoughts. I always say that for my clients that come to me, I'm like, it's so good to have somebody be able to see the frame as a whole when you're inside the frame because it, having somebody help you with a perspective, having somebody help you with literal skills, whatever it is so important to growth because you can't grow from staying in your own little pot. You will only get so big. <laughs> I always look at it as any kind of learning that you can get from anybody else that has done it before, that understands. This is something that happens to me all the time, whether it's coaching in my group program, retreat, doesn't matter. They'll be like, I never thought of it that way. And then it just like clicks for them. And so it's you can intellectually understand a concept or intellectually understand like what you're supposed to be doing, but right. it doesn't make sense or you don't understand how to implement it or whatever it might be. So having somebody else even just explain it to you in a different way could be the thing that unlocks everything for you, right? So I, yeah, I have my own coach. I always am doing other education and stuff like that because you can't know everything. You are not born an encyclopedia. So I oh, love, so love, love that. I love those tips. And I am so happy that you came on because I think that this is a conversation that not only needs to happen, but I think these kinds of conversations need to actually be just the norm of like, we are humans running a business. Therefore, the business is also a human experience. <laughs> Therefore, it can't be this like super perfect polished thing all the time. And so I think I really love that you came on to talk about that and to talk about other perspectives of have being neurodivergent and being on the autism spectrum and everything, because it's that's also something that is not spoken about. And I see with my clients, I see it in groups, I see all over the place where people feel like ashamed almost that is how they are and they try to repress it and so I think that this conversation was so good and I hope people listening are just like yeah radically accept yourself right now <laughs> you have the permission slip to radically accept yourself right now can I leave uh, with just one thing please, absolutely so if you take anything out of this there's two mindsets that I had and then just this if you can apply this to everything we've said I think it'll make a lot of sense before I started my new medication, I said, I'm 36 years old. I haven't figured out how to fully properly control my emotions and stay calm. And what's the point? I'm 36. I'm not going to figure it out. The other way to look at it is I'm only 36. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm of my business right now. Like we're doing great. Why not do this? Because at least some people never figure it yeah. out. There's still a whole life ahead of me. So there's two ways to look Absolutely. at everything. Don't yeah. just because you, again, it doesn't, hasn't come naturally. If you've struggled with something, a lot of it is probably because you've told yourself, oh, I'm just messy or I'm just a messy, I'm just this, I'm just that. You'll probably never be the most, or I will never be the most organized person, <laughs> but I don't have to be negative about it. Yeah. Don't be negative about these things that have yeah. struggled with in the past. Accept who you are and that going forward, there's always a path forward. It never, you're never too old 
to yeah. to start to do better and that and then really just that. that mindset so i'll leave with that and stephanie i love that the beautiful conversation i i wasn't sure uh what to expect or, or yeah. how much we're talking about that sort of thing but i'm glad we talked a lot about Me it too. because like you said it's just not a lot out there and and people should feel comfortable being who they are and that it's you have adhd or if you have asd or a lot of us have a combination of both it doesn't mean yeah. you be successful and you can't be yourself. A hundred percent. Yes, I love that. Thank you for coming on. I love it. You're welcome back at any time. Yay. It's fantastic. Yes. So thank you so much. And if you are listening, if you got anything out of this, please email me or email Mike. I'm going to have in the show notes his bio where you can contact him, where you can check out his work because it's so fucking good. Thanks. And it's so good. Every time you post something, I'm like, yes, it's so fun. Your stuff is just fun. I love it. So yeah, if you, if any of this was just like a breath of fresh air for you or anything, Feel free to reach out to either of us. Uh, I'm sure, Ray, I'm sure, Mike, you wouldn't mind. Of course. I actually did ask. I just assumed. But... It's fine. I'm happy to help <laughs> if I can. Good. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. So that's that. So thank you for listening. Check out the show notes. Come join the retreat. Check out Mike's, Mike's work. And I will see you on the next one. And don't forget to stay weird and make more money.